Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Prediction Podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And hey. Hi. Hello. Hola. Konnichiwa. Ciao. Molto bene. <laughs> is, is that how you say hi in that language? No, I, I think that's how are you in Portuguese. Oh, okay. Yeah. Molto bene. I thought that was like, muy bueno. I thought that was how that... I don't think so. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a cool, cool episode of A Smashing Theory that we've both been looking very much forward to doing, the DLC Packs episode. Yeah, DLC. And Short for dang! Looks cool! <laughs> and this episode is packed with predictions. It sure is. Uh, before we get to the predictions... Some corrections from the previous episode. Let's do it. Sean mentioned that uh, Mario did his forward smash, which is a drop kick. Mario's drop kick is his back aerial. Ah, yes. well, regardless, he sure smashed me off that platform. I I believe that. Yep. Uh, we were talking about the Mark's boss, uh-huh. which we both agreed was really cool. Yep. We talked about a couple of his attacks involving his eyeballs. And we weren't sure whether those were brand new for Smash mm-hmm. or whether they were in, like, Kirby Superstar Ultra or something. Right. They are Smash originals, and so is the attack where he uh, opens his wings and, like, veins spread out. That's cool. Yeah. I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad that Sakurai gets to, like, revise Marx's moveset, even though it's not a Kirby game. <laughs> yeah. You, you go, Sakurai. Yeah, that's really cool. I was yeah. into that. Also, we'll cover some Smash Bros-related news. Uh-huh. Uh, in Spirit Events, from the 11th to the 14th, there will be a double EXP and SP event on the Spirit Board. Where, nice. Yeah, whenever you fight on the Spirit Board, you're guaranteed to gain experience and SP, even even if uh, you know, you're know you kind of high level. Okay. And it'll be a more. It'll be twice as much <laughs> than you would have earned. Uh, yeah, it's it's that. It's It's more experience for your spirits and more sp for you that's cool i'm always on for events like that yeah you know go for it spirit sleuths i'm really close to a hundred percenting my my spirit collection by the way i'm never going to do that (laughs) but i'm glad that you're making a lot of headway yeah i have close to 1200 out of i think 1300 spirits total um nice so that's that's a lot yeah yeah like it's it's pretty addictive and it's been pretty fun to do cool. like yeah so so why not man yeah why not a more interesting bit of news however is that a couple of internet sleuths kind of noticed some entries in the nintendo eShop. basically they ended up being placeholder entries for purchasable me costumes for uh, smash bros ultimate uh so we don't know specifically which costumes will be purchasable but we know that there will be at least one set of costume dlc that you will have to buy to okay. obtain or at least that you can buy as an option right. there were some smash for me costumes that could only be obtained by purchasing them uh-huh. so i feel like this will this will be a thing in right. smash ultimate as well that makes sense they would <laughs> 
I can't think of a character offhand where like I would buy it, you know, like even if it was something I really liked, like a, a Resident Evil costume for some reason, like yeah. I, I really can't think of a situation where I'd spend money on that. Would you spend up to two dollars on a Gino costume? No. Okay. Would you spend up to two dollars on a feline costume for Monster Hunter? <laughs> I would think about it, but probably not. Okay. Um, we can probably do some costume predictions, actually, when we're doing DLC pack predictions. Okay. So, maybe I won't say every idea that I have right now. <laughs> right. Don't, uh, don't use up all your meter yet. You've got some special moves you gotta throw out later. So. <laughs> so here on A Smashing Theory, we like to make predictions about things that are going to happen in Smash Bros. We do. And this is the last big set of predictions that we can make about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. How sad. How bittersweet. Uh, it's like I'm saying goodbye <laughs> to a lo- much-loved relative. I'm sure as... As the train passes around the corner, they follow you, they run to keep up and wave, half laughing, half crying... But you must go. I'm sorry, what were you saying? What? <laughs> was that from anything? Um, it was kind of riffing off of, like, Ron waving goodbye to Ginny when he goes to Hogwarts for the first time. <laughs> oh, Ginny. I have to go to Hogwarts. <laughs> happy Christmas. We say happy Christmas over here in London, England. <laughs> That's where I'm from, Ginny. You know that. <laughs> we grew up together. You do know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fred, George, Harry. They all know that too. <laughs> I thought where you were going with that was like, Fred, George, Harry, I've got something to tell you. I live in London. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. Happy Christmas. <laughs> So, <laughs> what the fuck were we? Oh, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. I'm sure that Nintendo will probably throw some more surprises at us. I'm sure we'll have more like miscellaneous things to predict. But this is like the big, the big thing that's left. Right. The Predict- big Kahuna. Yeah, predicting the four remaining DLC packs that we know are coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. As some of you may know, we've been spending the past uh, 29 episodes of A Smashing <laughs> Theory uh, coming up with predictions for which characters would be in the in the main game and also potentially as DLC going forward. This is, incidentally, the big 3-0, 30th episode. Yeah, happy this... 30th <laughs> birthday to us. This podcast now has many episodes as almost I am old. I'm 29. But 30 in April. Happy birthday, podcast. (laughs) Uh, But although we've been making... Though we have several characters that we predicted and have remained unresolved Mm -hmm. as of this episode, we're throwing all that out. Sean and I are each going to predict our last four characters, our last four DLC packs, from scratch. We're coming into this with... (sighs) This is a fresh start for us. Uh... Although I'm sure there will be a familiar prediction or two amongst our final lists. Yes. Before we get into predicting the remaining four, 
we should talk about DLC Pack 1 and make some predictions regarding that. Okay. So, at the Game Awards last year, Joker from Persona 5 was announced as the first DLC character. He sure was. DLC Pack 1 will, uh, and all the DLC packs will include a character, a stage, and music. Right. Uh, That much is confirmed. I also have a suspicion that each DLC pack will also come with new spirits and stuff. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So all we know about the first DLC pack is that it will include Joker. Uh, We don't know, first of all, anything about Joker in regards to Smash. Right. We don't know what he's going to play like. We don't know what he looks like within the game. Uh And of course, we don't know his stage and we don't know what music we're getting. Right. So first off, what do we think his moveset's going to be like? There's a lot of potential there. Yes. I could tell you what I would do if I were making him. I would essentially um, just have each of his moves involve him, you know, summoning a persona that does something. Okay. Yeah. Just like uh, have his up smash be some like, you know, physical persona that's like twirling a sword that lets him helicopter up. Okay. Uh, maybe have the uh, side or uh, special, not smash. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, maybe have the side specials. A, sh- uh, a persona shows up that like shoots some kind of ranged attack, right? Um, and just kind of structure it in that way, basically. Okay, like yeah. maybe like yeah, like Jack the the pumpkin thing like shoots a fire, right? Right, out, exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Here's my idea. Okay, Joker is a stance character. Mm. Um. So in his in his main form uh, at default he's pretty like nimble and quick and has uh has kind of a rush downy move set. Okay. Like his side B has him doing kind of a stealth dash forth. His up B maybe has him like doing like a like a twirling like dagger attack like upwards. Sure. His regular B will be him firing his gun. Sure. And uh and he can shoot it a certain number of times before he has to like reload. Okay. But his down B has him yell persona and call out arsene ah okay uh, his primary persona right and then when that happens some of his smash attacks change but also his b moves change the up b becomes arsene like spreading his wings and like giving uh giving joker more recovery uh by the way he's had multiple joker's had multiple names in various media Mm -hmm. Uh, he's been called Akira. He's been called Ren. Right. Uh, so I might fuck up and say one of his other names throughout this discussion. And you guys at home are just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, fuck you fuck guys. You. <laughs> uh, Not really. Yeah. You guys, you guys are great. Thanks for listener mail and shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his, like, his B and side B moves become more zony. They become like elemental like dark attacks i think like okay, dark attacks right, that arsene right. has access to and like you know his his regular smash attacks get more range and stuff um however uh if akira or arsene get hit enough then arsene vanishes and akira has to wait before he can call him back out that's cute so basically like arsene he's stronger with arsene out but uh-huh. uh but maybe a, a bit slower at okay. the same time so there's both, there's kind of a, a balancing when to call it Arsene. Nice, I and like that, that. And that's the play style. Cool. Yeah. So, stage, we're going to bring this up a few times. There are a handful of leaks slash rumors that have come out around the reveal of Joker. Right. There's one rumor 
that has gotten at least some stuff right already. Okay. Uh, a surprising amount of stuff right. Mainly, they said that, uh, that you know, some of the announcements attached to Joker would be like Persona 5 Arena, which is currently delayed uh-huh. because of a Grand Blue fighting game. A Grand Blue fighting game that got announced two days after this leak was posted. Right. That leak mentioned that Joker's stage would be Mementos. Right. Which I think is very fitting. Yes. I think that's a great stage. And uh, I, I can't remember if I said this on the podcast or not, but that was what I thought his stage was going to be initially. You, you predicted that, oh, yeah. Good, yeah. I predicted the casino. I predicted right. uh, I predicted the, the casino palace. Right. Which I would still prefer, mm-hmm. but I, I think Mementos is a good fit. Cool. Yeah. We talked a lot about the soundtrack before, uh, because there's a bunch of amazing tracks. If uh, the one the one track no one ever talks about when they're talking about five soundtrack. It's a fucking banger. It is song. Not that's not true. It's not the best song in the game, but I like it. It's up there. Uh, song's called Price. By the way, yeah. If Sakurai and his team were given permission to remix one song from Persona 5, Ooh. specifically for Smash, which would you have rearranged? I don't know what it's called, but that just, like, that kind of, like, uh... Ba-da-ba-da-ba! Oh, yeah. That one? Yeah, yeah. Like, go on, get up, get uh-huh. out there. Yeah, I feel as though that's gotta be it. Oh, yeah, same. I, I agree. I Some, think that's... Somebody could take that and make it, like, really jazzy. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, that's real good. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely the candidate for most likely. Mm-hmm. Are there any personal picks that you'd be like, the the one you want to get rearranged <laughs> the most? I want the guy who made that, like, raw-as-fuck song for the Splatoon 2 trailer, the uh-huh. Octo Expansion trailer, yeah. to remix Rivers in the Desert and just make it nuts. I can't top that. <laughs> I can't top that. That's real good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's real good, yeah. All right spirits so the party yeah i I think yeah Yeah. i I think that's the best fit yeah just like and jack frost yeah yeah spirits for each of the party and and jack frost i think that's good um give give me a spirit board match for one of the characters Ooh, okay gotcha um (laughs) uh so it's uh ryuji uh mm-hmm. the enemy is um curry ganondorf and he starts off with a home run bat Ooh, okay that's that's pretty good that's pretty good thanks yeah what about you um god uh <laughs> i i i i have i i have kind of one mm-hmm. but uh but it's hard because it involves an assist trophy that isn't an ultimate uh, okay. uh my my idea was um was Morgana. Okay. It's a tiny Incineroar um <laughs> that moves more quickly and uh and Mr. Rossetti shows up uh, and you know like That's cute. Yeah. But Mr. Rossetti isn't an ultimate. But yeah, I I think I'd still I still have a tiny Incineroar running around. Nice. I actually thought of another one because I was trying to think of like what could Daniel be thinking of. Okay. Uh before you mentioned that it involved an assist trophy that wasn't in the game. So this would be uh, Makoto. 
Okay. And the match would be uh, Zero Suit Samus representing Makoto. Right. And uh, representing her persona would be Metal Wario, who always uses his side special. And <laughs> rides the motorcycle all over the place. Yeah, that's that's perfect. That's <laughs> really good. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty good. There there aren't really any like there aren't there aren't really like any brawler like women. Uh-huh. So like yeah. No like brass knuckle ladies. Right, right. Yeah, cool. Nice. I I think that would all be pretty cool. So I think that's gonna be our main Sega rep. Okay. But I think we might get some more like some more Sega representation through costumes and stuff, right? Sure. First like persona costumes would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Um I feel like a sword fighter costume for you from right. Persona 4 That's would good. be a good fit. Um, <laughs> if they let me dress up as Labrys, I will buy that. Oh, uh, okay. They're not going to do it, but if they did, I would. Yeah, they're absolutely not. You're right. Um, that would be my one that I would get. Yeah. Uh, and I bet like a Jack Frost costume or a Jack Frost oh, hat yeah, would that, be a thing. For the, probably for the gunner. Yeah. A Ryuji sword fighter where he has the pipe. <laughs> That's cute. And uh, and a Makoto brawler. Nice. I like that. Also, I think Kazuma Kiryu from Yakuza could be represented as a brawler me costume. Nice. Okay. Yeah. If somehow Kazuma Kiryu were a character that was released as DLC, what would you want his moveset to be? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> that... <laughs> It's kind of shitty because that that kind of is unfortunate because he I think he'd also be a stance character like he'd change okay. between his different fighting styles with down B. I I like that. I would just want to take the quirkiness of that franchise and bring it to the absolute forefront. Like his up special would be him pulling out a chicken and using it to coast across <laughs> okay. gaps. Yeah, no, that, know, that's like perfect. That kind of thing. His his side B is him like pulling out a trash can and like <laughs> dunking it on top of the of right. the bow. Yeah, and it like buries them if they get hit by it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like trapped in the trash can for a second so he can like follow up with more attacks. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, all all stuff like that. Oh, that'd be fantastic. He really should just be in Tekken. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, He'd right. Be fantastic. He'd be the best Tekken character. character. Yeah. So speaking of that rumor that gave potential more details for the Persona 5 representation, um, that rumor also mentioned that Erdrick from Dragon Quest would be the next DLC character. And then after that, uh, Smash Ultimate got datamined after the latest update, Mm -hmm. and people found three DLC character slots in the datamine with code names. Paku, which is the piranha plant. Right. I think it's like a Japanese name or something. Okay. Uh, Jack, uh, uh, which is Joker. Uh, you know, you could go two ways with that. Either Jack like the playing card or Jack like Jack Frost. Right. And Brave. Uh, the hero class in Dragon Quest is called Yusha, uh-huh. which is, uh, which could be translated to the English word Brave. Okay. So those two things next to each other kind of make it seem very convincingly likely that we are indeed getting the Dragon Quest hero, Erdrick. Unless they're talking about how brave it is when the monster hunter hunts monsters. <laughs> they're so brave. <laughs> yeah, very I, courageous, I, yeah. yeah. I, I getcha. I getcha. So yeah, I do think that that leak is legit. I okay. think it's real. I think it'll be Erdrick from Dragon Quest. I think that Erdrick will maybe have a a alt costume that makes them look like the Dragon Quest Eleven hero. Okay. Yep. 
um, to sort of line up with Dragon Quest XI coming out for the Switch. I also think that maybe their appearance uh, will get announced alongside some Dragon Quest ports for the Switch. Okay, nice. Kind of like how we're getting some Final Fantasy ports for the Switch. Maybe we'll get the first three Dragon Quests sure. or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. It would. One thing that would be nice is, even though it's already been on the 3DS, I'd like Dragon Quest Eight on the Switch. That would you be know, nice. Like a big screen, high definition. Yeah. It'd, it'd be nice if they just, like... You can get Dragon Quest 1 through 8 on mobile phones. Like, <laughs> right. why not just also put them on the Switch? Yeah. I feel like you'd make more money that way. Well, maybe not. I, I always underestimate how much money people make off of mobile games. Right, sure. But I, I feel like there's absolutely a market there. I agree. And it shouldn't be too hard to port from mobile to Switch. I got less ideas how to make Erdrick an interesting and unique moveset. Okay. Um, You mentioned last episode... You know, just really leaning in on the Dragon Questiness, having him pull out slimes and shit. Right. No, that's, yeah, that's absolutely what I would want to do. Because yeah. you don't want him to just be another sword fighter, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, like, uh, toss a slime with his side special. Yeah. Uh, and then, I don't know, like, I'm not uh, I'm not super familiar with uh, the Dragon Quest franchise, but, uh, but, yeah, that kind of thing yeah. is what I would want to lean into for making Eirdrick's moveset. Yeah, that's fair. A Dragon Quest stage, I guess, could just be that first castle from the beginning of Dragon Quest 1 ah, sure. that you start out in. Uh-huh. Or maybe, like, the world map. Sure, that's that's a fun idea. Yeah. You could even be kind of like, a, like you kind of fight just, like, in front of, like, a Dragon Quest battle menu, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And, uh, and, like, the monster's attacks are, like, hazards. Uh-huh, I like that a lot, yeah. yeah. Like standing on the menu or whatever, you yeah, know, that's that's cool. Yeah, my dream Dragon Quest stage would just be a big love letter to Dragon Quest Builders, which <laughs> is my favorite Dragon Quest game. I I really like Builders. Yeah, yeah, just like have you know like building tiles falling down or something. Uh, that'd be what I would be about. Yeah, I'm really not feeling the soundtrack portion of this because okay. because first of all, Square Enix's other guest character. Is any indicator, uh, the soundtrack options are going to be a little disappointing. Right. It'll be like three songs, and no, none of them are remixes. <laughs> we got less than three songs for Final Fantasy VII, right? And something gives me the vibe that Dragon Quest is tied up in even more legal nonsense. Uh-huh. For some reason, the West, like for some reason in Japan, Japanese releases of Dragon Quest games are orchestrated. Right. And the United States versions of Dragon Quest games are not orchestrated. Right. And I think the theory was before that, you know, the American versions added voice acting and stuff, so they made the music worse to make space. <laughs> uh, okay. But here in, you know, 2018, sure, 2019, right. uh, that's less of an issue. Uh-huh. So it feels like, it feels like whatever orchestra they got to play it, like, only they only got rights to use it in certain regions or something yeah that makes more sense to me just like you know like i the you know director of the japanese philharmonic orchestra Mm -hmm. the japanese there's more than one the tokyo (laughs) philharmonic orchestra or whatever right uh you know only license you to use this uh soundtrack in japan or whatever yeah yeah so i think i think we'll get the main dragon quest theme Okay. And the Dragon Quest battle theme, <laughs> neither will be orchestrated. Right. That's it. 
Okay. Uh, yep, there you go. Yeah. That's, that's one thing right now I would love to be proven wrong. Yeah. me No, me too, because I, uh, even though I historically have had some trouble sinking my teeth into the Dragon Quest franchise at large, yeah, I do love what I've heard of the soundtrack. Like, it's just so kind of like campy and melodramatic uh, in kind of a really fun way for me. It does have a charm to it. I've had trouble enjoying it as much because the guy who makes the soundtrack is just an awful, awful person, it oh, turns out. that's a shame. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's like a Holocaust revisionist. Oh, God. Yeah, I... That's a horrible thing to be in the year 2019. Isn't it, though? Oh, I, man. I, I could... Uh, let me... I don't want to just throw that claim randomly at some, <laughs> sure, some dude. Sure. Oh yeah, he's he's not a Holocaust revisionist, but he is a World War II revisionist. Okay. Um, Koichi Sugiyama stated that he believed the evidence surrounding the Nanking Massacre and uh, comfort women, women who were used mm. as slaves by Japanese soldiers, uh, he believed that the evidence surrounding them was selective in nature. Uh, also, he said some some anti-LGBT stuff, and dismissed concerns about high suicide rates among the community. Uh, so, oh, you know, just, shit. Yeah, uh, just kind of a garbage man. <laughs> right. And I've, I've had trouble enjoying his music That's a fair. little bit since then. Not that not that I think that nobody is allowed to separate art from the artist, obviously. Right, right. Um, but that is an incredible series of positions to take, like each one repulsive more you know repulsive in a different way from its predecessor <laughs> yeah it's like if i walked into a room and said hi i'm sean i hate puppies i fart in elevators and i punched a little old lady yesterday <laughs> you know, like, yeah like damn, all awful, you yeah. suck in three different ways <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i don't know J japan as i've mentioned on this podcast has kind of a tendency that i've noticed when someone in Japan is known for something in the media industry, uh -huh. they tend to keep doing that thing until they die. Right. Right? Like, I, I kind of wish they'd buck the trend and kind of just fire this guy. Because, <laughs> like, be, because, like, the music does... Uh, not, not only is he, like, you know, a bad person, but, like, the music has its charms, but it's also been the same music... That's true. ...for the last decade. Uh -huh. You know, like, it's... It's it's really been diminishing returns. He's kind of just been rearranging the same five <laughs> themes for the last twenty years of his career. I'm just imagining like a typical day at work at the Dragon Quest Quest team. Uh, oh, hello, composer son. Yes, hello. Comfort women didn't exist. Now to go compose the same song I've been composing <laughs> for twenty years. Okay, I hate you. I can't fire you. <laughs> Goodbye. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, yeah, so just not great feelings about <laughs> Dragon Quest music all around. Well, then it's, maybe it's a good thing we're only getting two songs. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, right? He's only getting paid for two right. songs. Spirits. <laughs> Sorry, I don't... That's a very abrupt uh, seg, but yes, yeah, Spirits. Yeah, I don't really know enough about the cast of the first Dragon Quest game to really guess Spirits. A slime. Yeah. The Dragon Lord, maybe. Ah, sure. Yeah. yeah, okay. And then I, what I really want is just, like, a random shopkeeper or something. Oh, that'd be know? cool, just yeah. Just, like, throw something wacky I mean, Yeah, like, I, like the Sprite of the King or something. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be down for that. So, yeah, I, I do... Uh, in any case, I do think Eric Drake is a thing. Um, that means that I am 
at long last, rescinding my prediction of Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Ah, man, that's sad. Makes me very sad. Yeah. That's not the power of the Keyblade. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) Oh, it's such a bummer. Kingdom Um, Hearts is darkness. However, maybe Sora will be a costume for a Mii Sword Fighter. That's cute, yeah. Yeah. At least give him to us as a spirit. That that'd be cool. Although yeah. I I think, I think especially for for Square Enix's representation, they'll kind of narrow down on representation from a single game. You know, if he were a spirit, me sword fighter dressed in a Sora costume, right, with Duck Hunt dog, <laughs> because he just cover Donald and, and Goofy, Goofy in one fell swoop. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Oh, that's real good. I love it. So in a, in addition to those kind of leaks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that leak was from Five Chan, right? We have another Five Chan rumor. Some think it's from the same guy. It's not. Okay. And uh, it has a lot of the same details as that first leak, but it expands on it and adds what they claim to be the rest of the DLC cast. Right. The rest of the DLC cast is Minecraft Steve. Okay. Who they say has Alex and Master Chief as palette swaps. <laughs> Ryu Hiabusa from Ninja Gaiden. Uh-huh. Who will be released as a promotion for a Ninja Gaiden 30th anniversary project. Okay. That's planned for 2019. And Marine, a.k.a. Doom Guy. <laughs> who is expected to be announced at E3 2019. So, you know, this list does line up with Reggie saying that uh, there'll be some big, new, unexpected characters. Yeah. Uh, But I think, uh, and I've seen a lot of people cling to this rumor Uh and almost read it as fact. Yeah. I think this leak is garbage. I I certainly think it's garbage. Uh, Yeah. You know, just in terms of me really not liking it. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I, I think it's not true. Okay. The main thing about it, for me, is Ryu Hiabusa, okay. right? I could see Doom being kind of a shocking pick, uh-huh. although I I don't think that would actually happen. Yeah, the weird thing to me about that one is that, like, I feel as though, you know, gore is such an important part of the Doom franchise, going right. all the way back to the first Doom, that that would be like, uh, I don't know, like, it would be like... Uh, putting sonic in the game and he's really slow you know like it's just i get that but on the other hand like bayonetta is all about being like a horny dominatrix lady <laughs> and uh and they made her rated t for teen just fine that's true i i guess i just to me um you know i think that doom guy would lose a lot of his soul if he were put into smash in a way that maybe a lot of other characters would not well He's taken away so many souls in his <laughs> lifetime. Hey. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I do see where you're coming from there. Ryu just like Ryu Hayabusa does not seem popular enough for a DLC slot to me. Sure, like even if there's a 30th anniversary game coming out, uh-huh. like I don't have the actual numbers, so there's some there's some uh, the, some paraphrasing here. But Ryu Hayabusa is from like. A one to two million copy selling franchise, right. and then he's surrounded by ten million copy <laughs> selling franchises. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't it doesn't add up unless this Ninja Gaiden 30th anniversary project is a Switch exclusive. Sure, and even then, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, not God. Even then, it would like they would have set the expectation so high with Joker 
Yeah. And then it would be like buying a Porsche. And as soon as you pull out of the lot, it falls apart, you know, <laughs> like cartoon style so that you're just like holding the steering wheel and sitting in the seat. And that's all that's <laughs> left. That's what that would feel like to me. Yeah. I just, uh, the, this rumor just seems untrue to me. Like it, it also has just a weird amount of detail, right? They, yeah. they, they have a, they happen to have a lot of details for every character they talk about. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, a lot of the leaks that end up being true have been very vague details because Nintendo keeps all their shit really close to the chest. Right. You know, like, like usually if a smash bros thing leaks, it's a third party's fault. So <laughs> the fact that this person happens to have leak information for four different third parties. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot about this leak that I just, I don't believe it. Uh, it's, it, to, to be fair, we did not believe the Incineroar and Ken leak uh-huh. from Das Vergeben. And, uh, and I that, hate in- that guy. <laughs> Get out of here, Das Vergeben. Uh, das Vergeben's leak in, in that regard did end up being legit. So yeah, so, so going forward... Uh, we're, we're going forward as if that leak is not true, because I don't believe it is. Okay, and, I, I agree with you. Okay, great, good. But, with that said, I, I don't I don't believe Rihibusa, I don't believe Doomguy. However, I think Minecraft Steve deserves a little more discussion. Okay. So let's talk about Microsoft. Let's do. So, Nintendo's business relationship with Microsoft is really great right now. They're chummy. I think a Microsoft repres- uh, a character representing one of Microsoft's IPs is guaranteed. Okay. However, I'm undecided on whether that representative is Banjo-Kazooie or Minecraft Steve. Okay. I think they both have some heavy merits to them. Banjo-Kazooie has has that history. Yes. Right? It's it's a great it's a great Nintendo reference. Uh, Rare was owned by Nintendo. They made Banjo Kazooie for the N sixty four. Then they got by. Then they got bought by Microsoft, who now owns the rights to Banjo Kazooie. Uh-huh. So Nintendo getting Banjo Kazooie back for this game would be really <laughs> great. I think it'd be very hype inducing. Yes, I agree. Uh, Minecraft, on the other hand, is one of the biggest franchises in recent history. Right. Steve. At least to me, feels like a less exciting character. Yeah, maybe not quite as natural a fit for Smash Bros. Right there with you. I think you would undoubtedly get some people to buy the DLC pack, hmm. and potentially it could get some kids to buy copies of Smash Bros. Ultimate. Sure. Okay. Um, but I think Banjo Kazooie would would sell. You know, would hmm. also. Have its own people being like, oh, Banjo's back? Yeah, I'm buying this shit. <laughs> right. What do you think? Banjo, Steve, or neither? Um, so I will say that, you know, there is almost certainly some subconscious bias here. Because even though I am someone who likes and has enjoyed playing Minecraft, I don't like Steve as a Smash character. I think yeah. it's really stupid. <laughs> um, I really think that there's just no way Minecraft Steve happens. Okay. I think that there he just he doesn't fit into the game. It would be difficult to make him fit into the game. Yeah. Um and I think that uh you know for with Banjo-Kazooie even though obviously, you know, 
when you compare like sales figures, Minecraft has presumably sold more copies than Banjo Kazooie several mm-hmm. times over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, you've got the nostalgia there. That's kind of a big draw for gamers in our age group. Okay. Uh, and obviously, he has a lot of moveset potential as well. Um, so I think that we're definitely getting a Microsoft rep, and I would absolutely go with Banjo Kazooie over Steve. Nice. Uh, cool. G- going from the heart. <laughs> yes. I-, I like that. Um, nice. Uh, and this also works out because. I'm sadly leaning towards Minecraft Steve as the more likely of the two. Well, you know what? Um, as Gruntilda would say, <laughs> uh, So one thing I kind of like about that is if you're guessing Banjo and I'm guessing Steve, one of us is bound to be right. Right. Uh, so for Minecraft Steve, I think maybe they'll realize that Steve is kind of dumb and maybe they'll make the character like minecrafter right sure right uh and and it'll have you know it'll have several skins and maybe one of them will look like steve but the character will be called minecrafter right okay and uh <laughs> there is definitely a draw to hearing the announcer go steve <laughs> but, uh, but yeah i hope you are correct about that if you're correct and I'm not sure what the move set would be, but I, I could I could see a lot of cool potential for Yeah, no, uh, I I think there's definitely move set potential there. Yeah. You can like make all these different weapons. Yeah. You could just like, you know, use your side special to have a creeper run out or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, creeper would be a good a good special, yeah. Um, yeah, I just I don't know if there boy, there's something that's really telling me that he, he ain't that ain't it, Chief. Yeah. You know? I, I hope you're right, but some something also tells me just like, I hope I'm wrong, but Minecraft is just, it is the best-selling video game franchise made after 2010. Right. And uh, and it's huge for Switch owners. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's one of the best-selling games on the Switch. Sure. Even though it's, it's close to a decade old at this point. Right. And if Nintendo's goal is to sell copies of Ultimate, to sell this DLC season pass, I think the pick there that's going to get them the numbers is Minecraft. Um, as much as Banjo-Kazooie would be the pick with heart. Mm-hmm. I feel like Banjo-Kazooie is the Sakurai pick. Minecraft might be the Nintendo corporate pick. Okay. Um, I I can see the logic there, uh, but I hope you're wrong and I'm right. I, ho- I, <laughs> I kind of hope I'm wrong and you're right, too. Right. I think Banjo-Kazooie would be a really high-producing fun pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think Minecraft Steve is almost more predictable in a sense. Sure. Um, but so many people are dismissing him because he's he he's so predictable that maybe, you know, I, I mm-hmm. think it kind of loops around in, in a way. I do also think that it's worth considering the, almost like the way that a pick like that would be reported, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, I can just imagine like the Kotaku headlines, you know, versus each other. Right. Where with Minecraft Steve, it's like Minecraft Steve is in Smash for some reason. Yeah. And then with Banjo Kazooie, it's like you know, put on your nostalgia goggles because Banjo Kazooie. Like yeah. I feel as though that is kind of a more viral pick. You yes, know what I you're mean? right. It'll, it'll, get more... it'll get more people talking. Yeah. And so I think there's something to that. I I agree. Um. So, I've I've had trouble wrapping around what kind of what kind of moveset and what kind of stage that Minecraft Steve could have. Uh-huh. So I'm going to read a listener mail Ooh. 
from Quinn R. Quinn R says, Hello, Daniel and Sean. Let me first start by saying that I love the podcast and eagerly await hearing what you two decide to make of it in the future. Hmm. Now on to the good stuff. The combination of Reggie's comment about expecting the unexpected and the news that Nintendo is making the final roster decisions tells me that they will use the remaining slots as a way to both increase business relations and satisfy a larger audience of video game fans. Ooh, good way to put that, Quinn. Yeah. I am officially predicting Steve from Minecraft, a character that you have previously mentioned and is definitely a left field pick. He far surpasses each category of the famous RPM triangle. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't like your pick. I do like the RPM triangle in there. That's good stuff, Quinn. You've, you've learned well. Minecraft is one of the highest selling and most popular video games of all time, not to mention the immense moveset potential that he has. As his up B, he could use an Ender Pearl to transport back on stage. Oh, that's cute. His neutral B could be his bow and arrow that hits harder the longer it's charged. His side B could propel him forward in a minecart <laughs> to knock back any opponent that stands in his way. Okay. And his down B could be either placing down TNT or using a shovel to set traps on stage. Hmm. In terms of the stage, a traveling stage that shifts between the overworld, the end, and the nether, complete with breakable objects and different stage hazards, depending on the environment, would be a very interesting spin on a traditional Smash stage. Sure. His inclusion would only further enhance the budding relationship between Microsoft and Nintendo, and I believe that Steve's impact on the world of video games is too great for Sakurai to ignore. I am eager to hear your DLC predictions. Keep up the great work, and P.S. The RPM triangle is a real thing. Stop resisting. <laughs> Best Quinn R. I love how much you hate the RPM triangle because it actually is like the thing that I've said on the podcast that makes the most sense. <laughs> I say so much wacky shit on here. The RPM triangle makes sense <laughs> compared to all of that. I like how like I'm I'm essentially the one who came up with it. You just gave it like a a name yeah. and everyone loves the name. It's important. Why does everyone love the name? Because it's a good name. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I I think all that really uh, really sits well. I I think uh, I think Quinn's making a lot of sense there. Yeah, um, you know I, you know as I've as I've said, I I definitely do see the logic in a Minecraft Steve. Yeah, pick, but oh my god, please I, don't pick him, Sakurai. I think whichever character gets in, the other character should be a spirit. I agree. Yeah, like, Banjo would be a great spirit if Minecraft Steve is playable. Yes. And maybe, like, a Banjo-Kazooie, like, costume for a brawler? Uh, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Banjo-Kazooie spirit would just be Duck Hunt Dog again. <laughs> <laughs> so, some people have brought that up, that, like, maybe Banjo-Kazooie was going to be in four but then mm, talks fell through, right. and they had kind of a Banjo-Kazooie moveset made already, <laughs> so they just gave it to Duck Hunt Dog. I I think that um, one thing that will be really great when Banjo-Kazooie is revealed as the next DLC character, because uh -huh. I'm so confident that's going to happen, is there's got to be a moment in the trailer of just like Banjo-Kazooie and Duck Hunt staring at each other. Yes, you know? yeah, that'd be great. Um, what what kind of what kind of moves do you think Banjo Kazooie would have? Uh, so I think that uh, their up special would just be kind of the like 
classic banjo kazooie like like backflip thing that they do yeah okay um i think that uh the uh, side move would involve them like i think they got like a bazooka okay like, you know, pulling out a bazooka and shooting out like a comically large and slow bazooka ball what do you shoot out of a bazooka missiles do you is are they missiles i don't know anyway you know that whole thing sure uh let's see i think that they're standing special or maybe they're down special either way just because like you know banjo kazooie is a game that's all about like the collectibles Uh uh-huh uh they would just like pull out a random collectible and then they could uh, use it or throw it to do different things okay um and uh (laughs) for the the platinum from blaze blue (laughs) yes exactly yeah, like, you know, you could, like, pull out a honeycomb and then eat it to get some damage reduced. Okay. Uh, there's, so this is really dumb, and so are a lot of things in Banjo-Kazooie. There are these things called Jinjos that you can collect uh-huh. to, to some kind of aim. And then there are fake ones called Ninjos, like ninjas. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so you could pull out, like, a Jinjo or a Ninjo, and depending on what kind of one you pulled out, like, they would do a different thing. Okay. Uh, and I think that would be the standing uh, special, and then the down special would be, like, Kazooie planting her, you know, uh, feet on the ground and, like, walking really quickly with Banjo. Okay. Uh, like, you could almost oh, be, like, a stance where you, like, swap to Kazooie mode and do different things. Okay. Yeah, that that would be my moveset. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, cool. I, I think we're locking that in. You're predicting Banjo-Kazooie, and I'm yes. predicting... Minecraft Steve. We're locked in, baby. All right. So that's that's three. That's three out of five DLC characters assigned in. Joker, right. obviously. Uh-huh. Erdrick from Dragon Quest. Uh-huh. And Banjo-Kazooie and Minecraft Steve, respectively. Right. Um, cool. So that gets all the rumored stuff out of the way. We've discussed all the rumor stuff, all the plausible rumor stuff. Yeah. We're throwing the Ryu Hayabusa baby out with the bathwater. We sure are. So now let's discuss the viability of a boatload of other characters. We won't do, we might not do full discussions for all of these. Right. Um, but if we think they're viable, we might, yeah. we might talk specifics. So I think first we should discuss some, I, I would not be surprised if this is an all third party DLC cast. Not me neither. However, we should talk about some first party picks with potential because Reggie didn't say, the series would be new. He said the characters would be new. Right. Um, and there are some 2019 releases that I can see Nintendo wanting to advertise potentially as Smash DLC. Sure. The first one is one we've discussed, one we've predicted in the past. Uh-huh. Edelgard from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah. Edelgard with the crest memes. <laughs> uh, I still would really like this as a pick. Mm-hmm. The fact that her being playable means we would get another Fire Emblem stage yeah. and more Fire Emblem music. <laughs> uh-huh. um, that that does feel a little weird to me. Sure. I, I At that point, Sakurai should just make a spin-off of Smash that has exclusively Fire Emblem characters in it. <laughs> Although I think if the stage is Three Houses specific and it brings in music specifically from Three Houses, uh-huh. um, I think that'd be a good call because I have a feeling that there's going to be some great iconic set pieces in Three Houses and the music's going to be great. Yes. Because the music has been great for Fire Emblem lately. Yeah. And throughout the history of time. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think in terms of likelihood? Uh, you know, adding more Fire Emblem characters hasn't stopped, uh, the, you know, Smash before. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, we do have this new Fire Emblem game that's coming out very soon. Yeah. I could see them wanting to get some eyeballs on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that, uh, you know, I think the likelihood is definitely there. Yeah. Yeah, same. Since we've we've got two character slots left, uh-huh. I, I don't know. Like, I, I definitely see potential. I don't know if I'm going to lock that in as a prediction yet. No, I'm not either. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going with Edelgard, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to be proven wrong. Yeah. Also, there's Rex with Pyrrha and Mithra. Uh-huh. All three of those characters are represented as spirits in the game. Sure. Rex is a costume for a Mi sword fighter. Uh-huh. Uh, however, you know, co- characters have been both costumes and playable in the past. Sure. And I could see, I could see Nintendo slash Sakurai jumping back and being like, "Okay, it was too late to put Rex in the game proper before, but maybe now he can be a DLC character right. because uh, because his moveset potential is there, his relevance is still there." And I feel like Xenoblade Chronicles Two is the best selling Xenoblade game right thus far, which checks that popularity box. Yeah, um, I'd say that all three corners of the triangle are ring a ding dingling. <laughs> So, uh, so I think that has potential too. However, I think the last one of these probably has the most potential of the three. Okay. Um, and that is a Gen Eight Pokemon. Yeah. That um, makes, that 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 checks out. Yeah, Pokemon's fucking huge. Uh huh. And like, people love Pokemon. Let's go Pikachu, Eevee. Except for me. <laughs> uh, so you know, gotta gotta get that Pokemon representation. Uh, a new Pokemon game is coming out in 2019. It's going to be a mainline game. It's going to be the start of a new generation, and that means that there will be new Pokemon mm-hmm. and and representing that generation and that Pokemon and the music of that game uh, with a DLC pack makes a lot of sense. Sure. It'll it'll make money, you know. Like I think out of all the first party picks, that one would make the most money. Yeah, and how excited I am about that depends entirely on what the Pokemon starters are like since i'm assuming that's what it's going to be right yeah i'd say a starter's likely maybe a legendary yeah what what do you think you predicted a gen 8 pokemon i did as dlc uh before we started over i did so are do you still think that's as likely as you did think you know what i've been wishy-washy on this prediction before yeah but i think that uh a gen 8 pokemon i think they make sense as like the last dlc Nice. Uh, so I'm sticking with it. Jenny Pokemon. Okay, nice. Nice. I may or may not join you on that. Okay. Um, We've we've got some other characters to discuss, and, like, there's more than two that I'm attached to. <laughs> Jenny Pokemon is, is one that I feel a lot of likelihood towards. Uh-huh. Um, so we'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I might come back to that, but it's it's cool that you're, you're already in there. Cool. Nice. Jenny Pokemon. All right, so let's get to some third parties. Yep. So first of all, Ubisoft. Ubisoft has already contributed spirits. Uh-huh. They contributed, uh, you know, Rabbit Mario, Rabbit Peach, Rabbit Kong, and Rayman. Right. Um, so I feel like potentially Rayman, but more likely a rabbit that just represents Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle could be a DLC character. I have straight up predicted that in the past. Yeah. Now, here's what I think works in their favor okay rabbits would be a great international pick for nintendo sure microsoft would be a western pick representing the united states uh the rabbits would be a great western pick representing europe sure japan actually kind of likes the rabbits 
They have the, they at least like the minions. Okay. For some weird reason, and they like Boss Baby. Anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> um, but also, of course, the rabbit's inclusion could drive sales of their Switch game featuring Mario. Right. Um, it would be a good marketing call. Uh huh. However, Mario Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle has been a success, but it hasn't been like a like a runaway. Yeah, it hasn't yeah. been like a blow the seat off your pants success. So maybe Nintendo was considering this, but they've seen the sales and they're like. I bet we could come up with a DLC character that's more exciting to people. Uh huh. I hope so because I'm not predicting rabbits because I hate those things. <laughs> I just hate those little things. I want them to go. They're they're like minions but worse. <laughs> Please leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I rabbits would not excite me, but I see. You know, I, I see the, the appeal for why they would be DLC. And I bet their moveset would be cool. They'd figure something out. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, um, not locking in Rabbid just yet. I, I feel like I might leave Rabbid behind here, actually. Okay. Just because there's there's so many options right now. Yeah. Uh, and and Rabbid kind of gets the short stick there. Sure. So we got Capcom. Yep. So Phoenix Wright is a potential one, uh-huh. right? Uh, and, and he'd be great. Yeah, I think that'd be a really fun pick. Yeah, uh, I, I would love it. I would absolutely love it. I think the fact that like that he's already been really well designed for a different fighting game, uh-huh. you know, in a way that's kind of hard to top. Sure. I I doubt his inclusion as a playable fighter, but maybe a me costume. Okay. For like a brawler. Sure, sure. Um, I like that. Yeah. However, here's one that I think deserves much more discussion. Uh huh. The Monster Hunter. Yes. You, uh, you've you been especially convinced of the Monster Hunter in the past, and yep. and I have a feeling that you're you're, you're probably going to give him your fifth slot here. <laughs> no one can see you wink. Oh, wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm locking, uh, I'm locking the Monster Hunter in for my fifth slot. Nice. I, for, I mean, first of all, obviously, I love that franchise. Got to show some loyalty. Right. Uh, if I mean, if I'm going to, if I'm going, <laughs> you know, through sheer personal biases yeah. to lock in a character, it's going to be Monster Hunter. Right. I also think that, uh, you know, certainly the RPM triangle is very satisfied with the Monster Hunter. Extremely relevant. Mm-hmm. Very popular franchise. Moves a potential out the fucking nose. Yeah. And on top of that, like, there has got to be a new Monster Hunter game that is in the works for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, yeah. This would be a great way, you know, to show that Capcom is invested in the Nintendo Switch and to get people who own the Switch excited about Monster Hunter. Yeah. So I think for all those reasons together, I got to go with Monster Hunter for my fifth slot. I think that's a really good pick. Um, What do you think the moveset would be? Okay. If I were designing this character, mm-hmm. I would just have, like, every move involving the Monster Hunter using a different weapon. Okay. Like, uh, for the side special, I would have them whip out their dual blades and do that kind of, like, whirlwind spin to the nice. side. Okay, cool. Uh, for the standing special, they would be able to charge up and unleash a great sword swing. Nice. Uh, for the up special... They would pull out their hammer and spin it around, and they could use that to kind of helicopter upward. Okay. Uh, for their down special, they would plant a barrel bomb, which they could then hit later to set off. Oh, oh that's really cool. Thank I would you. keep that as a down special. My up special, 
my up special would be them throwing up their hand and the pterodactyl thing picking them up. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. And it like it'd be really good upward recovery, but there's a chance that like in the like half a second while you're waiting for the pterodactyl to grab you, someone might like smack you downwards and the pterodactyl will just miss you. <laughs> okay. I like yeah. that. Uh yeah, I I think I think Monster Hunter is a really cool pick. Um and I think there's there's a lot of validity to the Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. So Bandai Namco, I think still has some special consideration because they are making the game for Nintendo. Yeah. They're obviously very closely talking to Nintendo. Right. Um, we talked about a Tekken representative. We've talked for the longest time about Heihachi. Uh, I do officially think, I do officially think that Heihachi is now out of the running. Okay. I think he was in the running before, but now he's not because his voice actor has passed away. Right. And, you know, that that's how Japan is about that kind of thing. And, you know, if I haven't mentioned this on the past uh, episodes, um, I would just like to say that obviously it's very sad that his voice actor passed away. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, however I may feel about Heihachi, you know, I don't want to make light of uh, someone dying. You say he's I don't want to make light of someone dying. I, I just, yeah. I realized how dire that was going to sound. <laughs> but, like, honest uh, to goodness, you know, like, I'm, I'm sorry that that man passed away. And Yeah, because, like, regardless of how lame Hihachi may or may not be as a character. Yeah. I think his voice actor really did a great job you know, he, playing he him. He threw his whole self into that role, you know? Yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah. But but with that in mind still, uh, I do think that a Tekken character could still be in the game. Sure. Um, and I think there's a handful of representatives that would that would represent Tekken well enough. Okay. Uh, like, there's Nina Williams, uh-huh. right? Like, that would give a good, you know, woman, a good female representative sure. for, for the DLC packs. My girlfriend Amy pointed out that Nina Williams might feel a bit too similar to Zero Suit Samus. Hmm, sure. Both in kind of aesthetic and, like, the moveset would be kind of, you know, like, a lot of uh-huh. a lot of jumping around and kicking, and Nina even has, like, a gun, I think. So, right. yeah. Asuka Kazama, which I would actually be really down for, uh... You know, uh, she's basically like the Sakura of <laughs> right. of Tekken, and um, yeah, she could do kind of. She could be a great. <laughs> she could be great for Makoto, actually. You <laughs> know, true. like to represent Makoto from Persona oh, Five. That's very true. Yeah, her bicycle could be a side B, um, <laughs> or Elisa Boskanovich, who is a bit less popular than those two, sure. but um, but her moveset would be great. That's She's a fucking true. robot. She could throw her head around and stuff. <laughs> That'd be dope. Is she the one who, like, uh, her arms turn into chainsaws? Yes. Yeah, yeah, man. That's my Tekken pick. <laughs> um, however, I do think that more iconic and more likely than any of those characters is either Jin or Kazuya Mishima. The Mishima men. The Mishima men. They are kind of the Tekken guys. Out of those two, I think Jin is more likely. Okay. Jin has got a bit more of an iconic aesthetic, I sure. think. You could have um, a double Jin alt uh, costume. Yeah, or even like even that's his final smash. Right, sure. Or sure. part of his move set. Um, you know, his moves can have electric properties and stuff. I think Jin is the best way to represent like Tekken, both in terms of cast and in terms of like move set, because you can kind of if. <laughs> If Sakurai finds a way to make juggles work in Smash, <laughs> I think I think that would look most satisfying coming out of Jin. Sure, you know I can see it. Um, but uh, you know what? If you guys are uh, hoping for either of the Mishimas to be in the game, 
you can just leave a less message on my uh, answering Mishima, and I'm never going to call you back because I don't like that. <laughs> Other Bandai Namco picks <laughs> include Solera Vastoria from Dark Souls. Sure. Dark Souls Remastered is on the Switch right now. Solera Vastoria has his own amiibo already. Okay. I th- uh, I think that he would be a great assist trophy, but a dumb playable character. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Um, and I said this as kind of a joke uh-huh. last time we've discussed this, which was back during one of our third party episodes. Right. But Agumon from Digimon. Yeah. Back when I said this, we had no idea about Digimon Survive, uh, a Nintendo Switch title coming out in 2019. Okay, okay. Um, Digimon is a popular and iconic franchise, yeah. a bit more in Japan in America, but we do recognize it in America, and sure. it was popular for a time in America. I love that in the dub of the Digimon cartoon, like Agumon is like such a central Digimon, and they just made him sound like, like yes, hello children, I am Agumon! <laughs> Let's yeah. uh, get lost in the digital world. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Uh, probably not. Uh, you know, maybe a little miscast. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Maybe just a little I, miscast. I get that. That's not unfair. But yeah, A would be a good marketing decision. B, just the moveset potential, I think, is off the charts for Digimon. He mm-hmm. could digivolve as part of his moveset. <laughs> True. Right? And maybe depending on how you fight as Digimon, what he digivolves into could change. Oh, that's neat. Now, that would probably be a really expensive character to make for DLC. Yeah. You know, like you'd have to make multiple character models for that shit and all that. <laughs> uh, I think it'd be really cool, and I think it might be the most likely Bandai Namco rep. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Then we got Activision Blizzard. Nice. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about Crash Bandicoot. Sure. A lot of talk about Spyro. Uh-huh. Um, I think both of them have their validities, uh, but I don't. I don't see either of them getting in. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I get you there. Yeah, I say Crash is even less likely than Spyro, but I don't think either of them are getting in. Okay. However, Tracer from Overwatch. Now, you say that. Why? Okay, <laughs> so here's here's what I think. Tracer is one of the most popular female characters of this generation. Yes. And she could be announced alongside Ah. an Overwatch port for the Nintendo Switch. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Diablo 3 did really well on the Switch. Uh Uh-huh. Activision Blizzard now recognizes that they can sell copies of their video games on the Switch. Sure. They talked before about how they were not prioritizing Overwatch port for the Switch, but that was before Diablo 3 sold really well. Right. And Diablo 3 sold really well, before Nintendo made their final DLC decisions. <laughs> so, um, out of Activision Blizzard stable, I think Tracer is actually the most likely. Okay. Also, I think Tracer is the most likely to be an Overwatch rep. Sure, um, yes. You know... That's, maybe... sir, that's definitely true, irrespective of, you know, anything else you want to say about her. Yeah, like, you know, like Soldier 76, kind of a bland choice. Although, I'm really glad he's gay now. That's yeah, really cool. that was cool. Yeah. And I guess actually I could see it being Reaper, but Reaper is so much more like guns <laughs> right, than yeah. Tracer, and they and Smash is always at least likes to tone down the guns uh-huh. a bit. 
Tracer at least like has other stuff going on besides her guns. I'm in position, murdering duck hunt dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the Reaper experience. Yeah. Uh, also, like Tracer's teleporting and uh-huh. and sort of like time control and like her bombs and stuff. Yeah, there's there's some cool some cool moveset stuff for Tracer and Smash. I you know. It would definitely be very hype to see, like, Tracer, you know, edge guarding all the way to the bottom of the screen and then just, screen and then just using rewind to go all the way back to the platform. Yeah. Like, stuff like that could be very cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I would love rewind as, like, a recovery move. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That'd be real good. Um, It'd be interesting to see what stage they'd pick because a lot of Overwatch stages are real-world locations. Right. Uh, I guess the first instinct would be the space station that Winston lives on or whatever. Sure, yeah. Yeah, or the space station that Winston used to live on. Oh, and Winston would be a great spirit. <laughs> True. Donkey Kong with a jetpack uh-huh. uh, suddenly gains his final smash halfway through the fight. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Or or maybe partway through the fight, uh, it becomes harder to flinch him or something. Right, no. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, to, to represent Winston, like getting mad right going ape yeah 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 <laughs> the the more i talk about tracer the more like likely she feels to me but sometimes i i know i can sort of hype myself up for a character <laughs> that isn't that likely after uh-huh. all uh oh. I, I i can see tracer both being really likely and really unlikely yeah yeah either way like she's undoubtedly she would be a cool smash character oh yeah you could say that you're so excited about her that you're already tracer and finally, we... <laughs> oh, that's awful, but that was good. Thank good you. job. Thank you. Uh, finally, there's there's a bunch of characters that uh, that I'm not going to categorize by company because I think they're the only characters of that company that are really likely at all. Okay. So here's here's a character that's really high up on the relevance and popularity scale. Fortnite character. Wow! For his neutral special, he could do a dance! And for his up special, he could do another dance! And for his down special, he could do a dance, but get this, they didn't ask for permission to add it to the game! <laughs> that, that, that would actually... Okay, so Fortnite character comes out for Ultimate. Uh-huh. as like the third DLC character. All of their taunts are Fortnite dances. <laughs> like you, you down taunt and they floss. Right. Right. Uh, and then, and then Fortnite gets successfully sued for stealing <laughs> dance moves. Right. And Nintendo has to patch the taunts out of the game. <laughs> That's my prediction. All right. Good. Good prediction. <laughs> you can't actually knock the Fortnite character off the stage. You have to serve him with a lawsuit and then he dies. <laughs> Um, I think obviously there's there's some kind of likelihood to this. I could see Nintendo having a discussion with Epic Games and being like, "Sure, Fortnite is the hot talk right now. Right, we want Fortnite." But I also kind of hope that Nintendo has some foresight. Yeah, you know? like some Fortnite foresight. Oh, oh! I have to have a serious discussion about will this still be popular in five years? Right, and maybe if they can just look over at PUBG and <laughs> see how long their time in the spotlight was. Uh-huh. I yeah, I just think. 
Fortnite's obviously a big deal right now. I'm not saying that it isn't. Sure. Uh, I, you know, obviously there's something good about that game for it to be so big. Uh-huh. Uh, but I just think that choice would age worse than most other picks. Yes. I think it'll be kind of the Avatar effect, like Avatar the movie. Uh, right, right, right. Right? Yes. Like everyone, everyone loves it in the moment that it's relevant. And then five years later someone's like Fortnite, and they're like oh you mean the nickelodeon series <laughs> uh, you you mean that oh you mean the thing where two weeks passes <laughs> you're talking about that uh, hey guys remember Fortnite? Well, i mean i don't know it's kind of an outdated turn of phrase i might use like bi-weekly <laughs> yeah i don't know that's that's just kind of the feeling i have so yeah. i i wouldn't be a sp- Especially surprised if Fortnite was a DLC character, a mm-hmm. DLC pack. I don't know what they do for music, but I guess that's right. But uh, I, I kind of hope that doesn't happen, and I'm not going to predict it. Okay, good. Neither am I, obviously, <laughs> because I'm. You're, yeah, you're out of slots. Jibanyan uh, from Yokai Watch. Yokai Watch is really big in Japan, mm-hmm. but I also think that, especially compared to a couple years ago, the Yokai Watch bubble, even in Japan, has kind of burst a bit. Okay. And I think even though Yokai Watch is happening in the States, I think Nintendo would recognize that it'd be much more of a Japan pick than a worldwide pick. Okay. Um, so I don't think Jibanyan is happening. Fair enough. Really, the <laughs> best thing to come out of the Yokai Watch franchise is Reggie dancing. <laughs> that's that's my favorite part of like the, that gif of yeah. him like doing a little jig and then <laughs> and like, like t- tapping his... an invisible watch yeah yeah it's a it's a great little dance it is great oh such a good dance yep the best reggie dance <laughs> the only reggie dance i'm really glad that like because he still is very corporate and he was even more so when he first kind of came into the spotlight. Uh-huh. But I'm glad that like he'll do shit like that. Oh you yeah. Know? I really appreciate that about Reggie. Me too. Me too, man. Travis Touchdown from No More Heroes. Uh-huh. Uh probably the least popular character on this whole list. <laughs> right. But like Suda fifty one just relentlessly like begging for Travis to be in Smash Bros. <laughs> there is a charm to that. Yeah. I could I could see it like kind of paying off as a marketing decision, but uh-huh. Uh, ultimately, like, boy, that No More Heroes spinoff for the Switch doesn't look like a very good video game. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, you know what I think? Mm-hmm. Travis Touchdown Sword Fighter Me costume. Ah, uh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yep. Um. Which is a shame because, like, I, even though I've never beaten a No More Heroes game because I hate the open world shit in those games. Yeah. Um. I would love Travis Touchdown in Smash. I think he'd be so much fun. He he would be fun. He yeah. he would have some neat stuff going on. He could he could do a thing where his sword attacks are really powerful for a period of time. Uh-huh. Uh but then uh then he needs to like mash the B button to recharge it. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Goku from Dragon Ball. Uh-huh. Uh not not happening. No. One thing that's worth noting is that Funimation has publicly said, like, we would love Goku to be a playable character in Smash. Come on, Nintendo, let's make it happen. Right. Funimation does not own Goku. No. Uh, Toy Toy Animation owns part of Goku. Shonen Jump owns part of Goku. Uh-huh. Like, there's he's but, like a publicly traded company. Like everybody's yeah. got stock in Goku. Yeah, exactly. Like the, getting Goku to be playable, a would be such a legal mess. Yeah. And B just doesn't. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, 
I think that Nintendo could break a rule with their DLC packs, mm-hmm. right? I I think they could they could do something that uh, that either breaks, twists, or bends one of their existing rules a bit. Sure, but I don't think they're going to spend that rule breaking, that rule twisting on Goku. Yeah, I just yeah, I I don't see it. That is also my inclination. Frisk, Sands, or Papyrus from Undertale. Undertale has been one of the best-selling games on the Nintendo Switch uh, <laughs> for the past several months that it has been a Switch game. Wow. Like, it, it's constantly on the eShop best-selling list. Okay. It's, Under, Undertale is a popular thing. It's a big yeah. deal. It would actually turn a lot of heads, and, like, Undertale might be a bigger indie game than Shovel Knight these days. Sure. And And Shovel Knight makes sense as, like, and assist trophy representation. One thing I should say is that I don't think we're getting new assist trophies. Right. I, I think I think the assist trophy in Pokeball roster is locked in and it's not gonna change. Okay. Um I could see that. So like so having an Undertale character as an assist trophy isn't an option. That means it kind of feels like maybe if, if an Undertale rep is going to happen, it should be as a playable rep. And maybe Undertale's actually a big enough indie for that. Okay. One of the things about that is that, like, there's a lot of different Undertale characters that could fill that role, Frisk, uh-huh. Sans, or Papyrus specifically. Uh, like, Frisk is the protagonist, but would probably have, you know, sort of the least compelling move set. Right. Unless and, I think you could do, you know, kind of a similar thing to what I was talking about earlier, where his move set just involves a lot of other Undertale characters. Yeah, no, that, that would be really cool. That'd yeah. be really cool. Sans... Would have a great move set. Uh, of course, Papyrus is kind of a fan favorite, kind of a breakaway character. Yes. Um, but here's what I think: Frisk, Sans, and Papyrus will all be in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate as me costumes <laughs> and potentially spirits. Okay. Frisk will be a me sword fighter costume. Uh-huh. Sans will be a me gunner costume. Papyrus will be a me sword fighter costume. Okay. And maybe Sans will be a brawler instead of a gunner. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. And yeah, maybe they'll have spirits representing them as well. Sure. Because, like, yeah, I think Nintendo will acknowledge how big Undertale is, but again, like, breach, an indie game breaching sort of that playable mm-hmm. thing, I've talked about this before with Shovel Knight, I just don't see Nintendo, like, Nintendo want to give indie games an inch, they want to give them a foot even, but they don't want to give them a mile. Right. And playable representation <laughs> in a Smash Bros. game is kind of a mile. Sure. Especially when they have options... That just sell tens of millions more copies than any indie game ever will. Sure. But I am for real predicting that uh, at least one Undertale me costume. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Undyne as a, as a sword fighter. Sure. A lot, a lot of characters kind of wield weapons in that, right. in that franchise. Weird amount. A Grand Blue Fantasy character, maybe? Uh, like, you know, there... There was a, there was a, I think Das Vergebin mentioned that as a rumor at one point. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's the Heihachi in real life of my soul. And, you know, Grand Blue Fantasy is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo did buy Psy Games. Right. Well, they, no, they didn't Wait, buy Psy Games. They, didn't, they did not buy Psy Games, <laughs> but they collaborated with Psy Games on Dragalia Lost. Right, right. By the way, I don't think we'll get any Dragalia Lost DLC characters. No. Um, but I wish we would get Dragalia Lost music. That'd be so good. Yeah. That'd be great. If if a grand if a grand blue fantasy character is in Smash, they should come with Regalia Lost music. Yes. 
was the best part of the whole game was that music music was fantastic yeah yeah i i think maybe that talk just kind of sparked among people because of the dragalia lost thing sure and it doesn't have much basis on what would make a lot of sense right and finally ralph from wreck it ralph i'm gonna wreck it now i made i I locked in Ralph as a prediction about half a year ago. Uh-huh. Then when Smash Bros. Ultimate was properly announced and we found out kind of its deal, I rescinded Wreck-It Ralph as a, as a prediction. Right. Because I realized that there probably wouldn't be that many new characters, so I trimmed my selections, and that included shaving Wreck-It Ralph off the list. You thinking about bringing him back? Like Fix-It Felix, are you going to fix it? I'm I'm gonna fix it. Wow! <laughs> so, Reggie Fizeme has stated that there will be some surprises. That there will uh, be some unexpected characters. Sure. And Wreck-It Ralph is both a left field pick and one that makes a lot of sense. Nintendo and Disney do have a working relationship. Uh-huh. Wreck-It Ralph will be on DVD and streaming services in 2019. Uh-huh. Ralph 2 will be on DVD and, re- and streaming services in 2019. Right. And he's both a character with, like, a lot of Nintendo history. Like, uh-huh. you know, he shared he shared screen time with Bowser, you sure, know? Sure, sure. And he technically follows the rules <laughs> uh, because a promotional Wreck-It Ralph video game was released for Bowser's and maybe smartphones uh-huh. before the movie came out. So he is a video game character first. Right. And he's been on Nintendo platforms. There was a Wreck-It <laughs> right. Ralph game for the Wii, which actually I think also came out like a week before the movie. Okay. You know, he's got the relevance. He's got the popularity. And he does have moveset potential. He'd be a really fun, like, bruiser character. Oh, yeah. He's going to wreck it. Yeah, he's going to wreck <laughs> it. Um, Maybe his... One of his B-moves could even involve, like, tossing out Vanellope Von Schweetz. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, like, maybe have her, like, glitch into the opponent or something. Uh-huh. At the <laughs> very least, like, that's gotta be the final smash, you know? Yeah. Like, they both get into Vanellope's car, and then she, like, glitches through you. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. I was thinking maybe, like, like the, the house in Wreck-It Ralph, like, uh... pops up onto the stage, and then he jumps on top of it and, like, smashes <laughs> it. Like, he just, right. like, he wrecks it down to, to rubble. And or anyone just... that gets caught in the crossfire, like, gets, you know, gets knocked back a lot. Uh-huh. Wreck-It Ralph, he's got a great iconic look. Uh-huh. You know, he really fits with the Nintendo cast. You put him next to Mario and he just kind of works. Sure, sure. Uh, he's definitely got the video game aesthetic going on, obviously. Yeah. His stage could basically just be, like, a replica of his of his <laughs> arcade game. Uh-huh. And the, the movie has a cool enough soundtrack Maybe there'd be some weird legal stuff to including it, but, mm. but I don't know. I, I think I think the music could be good. Okay. And and you know, Vanellope von Sweets, Fix It Felix, uh Jane Lynch. <laughs> Just Jane Lynch as a uh uh-huh. uh Sergeant Calhoun. Right. Sergeant right. Calhoun, all his spirits would work really well. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I'm predicting Wreck It Ralph. Okay. You know, um, I think they could actually get John C. Riley to do voice work for him too. Oh, but to, he seems um, like the kind of guy who'd be like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah. So actually, all of Wreck-It Ralph's video game uh, appearances to date uh-huh. have been voiced by Brian T. Delaney instead of John C. Riley. Okay. Uh, the Wii game, Disney Infinity, and Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed. <laughs> uh, 
all all had a stand-in. However, Vanellope von Schweetz was reprised by Sarah Silverman wow. for both Disney Infinity and the official Wreck-It Ralph video game. Cool. Uh, so maybe they could get Sarah Silverman <laughs> to sit in the voice booth for like uh for like Final Smash right uh, voice acting and stuff. And then also just get her to call John C. Riley and be like, "Come do the fucking game." <laughs> I can't. That that was like Jerry Seinfeld on a bender. Like, I've never had this much cocaine in my life. I can see sounds. <laughs> What's the deal with all these sounds I'm seeing? What's the deal with ultimate reality? <laughs> What's the deal with my fading relevance in the comedy scene as I... Become more out of touch with the youth. What's the deal with I was never actually funny to begin with? <laughs> Even though my show is great because of Larry David. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jerry. Uh, yeah, Sarah Silverman's were like, hey, John. No, no, that's not <laughs> it at all. Hey, John. This is Sarah Vanellope Silverman. <laughs> I like dirty jokes. Wanna be in a video game? <laughs> I don't know, Sarah Vanilla. <laughs> I'm, I'm just having fun making a Sherlock Holmes movie with my buddy Will Ferrell. And having less fun making uh, that sad movie about the... About the... Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you remembered their names because that's it's better to say Laurel and Hardy than the fat double act man. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. My dad actually kind of showed me Laurel and Hardy when I was very little, so I've loved them my whole life. Aww. Yeah. Uh so it was very cool to me to see that John C. Riley was gonna make that movie. Oh yeah, John C God, he really captured the the look yes of, absolutely yeah god incredible. it's incredible yeah, yeah. Th that's the some of the best makeup work i've seen in hollywood yeah great um, job there <laughs> anyway wreck it ralph <laughs> uh yeah i i think i'm locking in wreck it ralph okay uh i respect that so i've been kind of non-committal uh for a lot of this list uh -huh. so i still have a fourth uh you know i still have a last person to uh -huh. fill in from this list yep and i think who I'm filling in is Travis Touchdown. No, absolutely Touching not. Touchdown. Absolutely not. Is Jibanyan. <laughs> no, no, no. My my heart is saying Aguman. Okay. But my brain is saying a Gen 8 Pokemon. Okay. I, I do think that first party Nintendo character makes sense in the DLC packs. Sure. And with Piranha Plant, Mariona has the most characters again. Uh-huh. Uh, so Pokemon catching back up with a Gen 8 character makes additional sense. Yeah, I think that's just a great a great combo. Yeah. Marketing-wise, you know? Like, bring out a brand new Pokemon game in fall 2019, maybe holiday 2019. Then around that time or shortly afterwards, bust out this Pokemon, this region, and this music that everyone has so recently gotten really attached to right yeah i think i think that's my my fifth pick um cool i dig it so that means our lineup 
is Joker from Persona 5, obviously. Uh-huh. Airdrick from Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. A Gen 8 Pokemon. Yeah-huh. For funsies, this will not count as our prediction. Uh-huh. But which starter, which type do you think uh-huh. the, which type do you think the Pokemon is going to be? What do you think their primary type will be? Grass. Grass. I don't know why. I just think grass is going to be cool this time. I'm I'm leaning towards grass myself. Nice. Yeah, leaning towards grass myself. And then Sean's predicting Banjo Kazooie, uh-huh. while I'm predicting Minecraft Steve. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Sean is predicting the Monster Hunter. Ba-ba-da-ba. While I'm predicting Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how? Let's. So this won't count towards our full predictions, okay? But maybe it can half count. Who are your three runner-ups? Who Who are the three characters that you think would squeeze in if you had if you had the space to predict them? Mm, let me see. Just uh, going through this uh, list that we have here, I'm going to say that my three runner-ups are Phoenix Wright, cool, Wreck-It Ralph, okay, and just because I think that it's possible and it would really get people excited, um, an Undertale character. I'll say uh, Sans. Nice. Okay. Those are my runner-ups. Cool. All right. My runner-ups are Agumon from Digimon, yeah. Tracer from Overwatch, uh-huh. and the Monster Hunter. Nice. I like them. Yeah. I like those runner-ups. <laughs> I like that you're the one predicting an Undertale character. I wouldn't have called that. Well... Uh, you know, like Sans, you can never predict what I'm going to do next. Because I'm sort of sub-predicting Agumon, I do want to say that uh, I have no idea what the Digimon stage would be. Uh-huh. Probably just like a cool like digital world like stage, like kind of sure. a lot of a lot of grass and palm trees and shit. There'd be a lot of cool fucking Digimon uh, spirits. Uh huh. And the soundtrack would be real good. Yes. Dig- Digimon has a fun soundtrack. It does. And I'm not even really thinking about Digimon, digital monsters. Digimon, <laughs> that, yeah, that that would not be in there. Change. <laughs> yeah, not no, absolutely not. Unfortunately, <laughs> just for my own amusement, I'm going to say that my Undertale stage would just be like battles with successions of Undertale characters, where you're kind of like on the screen of the battle. Yeah. And then it would like zoom in toward the kind of like box where you do the bullet hell stuff. Okay. And you would have to like dodge things as they were flying by while also fighting. Okay, nice. I mine would be either uh just the ruins, you know, like that first right, map right. or the cathedral. Ah, uh, um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think either of those would be good good okay. undertale. Oh man. You know why an Undertale character would be great? Why is that? The the soundtrack. It'd be real good. Undertale music in a Smash game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be great. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh, it'd be so good. Uh, which Undertale track would you have rearranged by which composer? Uh, Yokoshimamura doing Papyrus' theme. I was going to say Yokoshimamura, too. <laughs> I was probably going to pick Megalovania, but okay. yeah. Uh, but Papyrus' theme is, oh, that, that'd that be some good Yoko Shiyomura shit. It's my or, favorite theme in the game so far, I should say. Yeah, and, that's... Yeah, I just think that she would do a great job, you know, spicing it up. Yeah. Or uh, Motoi Sakuraba doing Asgore's theme. You don't know who that is yet. 
Also, what has Sakuraba done again? Uh, Golden Sun. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Baton uh, Kaitos. Yeah, haven't heard Asgore's theme yet, but I can, uh, I think that would probably, I'm assuming it's like a big boss theme. Yeah. And I think, obviously, he'd do a good job. Yeah. You can't have a name like, like, hello, I'm the kindly nanny, Asgore. Like, obviously, <laughs> obviously something heavy is going to happen with somebody named Asgore. Yeah. And I feel like you might have seen the name Asgore at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like uh, some character was like, Asgore, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just just like that. Exactly yeah. like that. Okay, cool. Man, five is such a small number, you know? It really is. That, that leaves out, like, that leaves out the entire... The entire concept of a Tekken character mm -hmm. that leaves out uh, the Rabbids, which I was, which I was really uh, flying a flag for a long time. I remember that. Like no, no Edelgard from Fire Emblem. No, no crests. No, no Fortnite character. Maybe that's really that, that's a blessing fine. in yeah. disguise. That's for the best. Uh, and you know, obviously, we could get stuff wrong. I would not be surprised if one of the five characters, one of the four characters. Uh, we hear about next is someone that we did not even bring up during this episode. Sure, could very well be. Yeah, Nintendo, just, uh, they are the masters of the left field. Yes. But, uh, we're not done. No. Just yet. We're Thank gonna break we're... into some listener mail <laughs> and see... I was gonna see... say, we're, we're done talking about characters, but... <laughs> we got some packages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's look at what you guys have been predicting. Anthony S. Anthony S. Says, Hi guys. Was hoping to share my DLC predictions and reasoning to see what you guys thought. One, we're definitely due for a square rep. Uh -huh. As a massive Kingdom Hearts fan, I'm hoping for Sora. Unfortunately, I think the West is taking a loss on this one and it will be Dragon Quest. Mm -hmm. Two, I think there's a lot of really good synergy between Microsoft and Nintendo right now. I would be so happy to see Banjo in the game. Unfortunately, I think we live in a cursed timeline and will be plagued <laughs> with Minecraft, Steve. Three. I agree that it would be a plague, Anthony, but please go on. <laughs> Three. Nintendo is definitely going to advertise their new games with DLC, so I'd be shocked if a character from Three Houses doesn't show up. Let's hope he uses an axe or lance. <laughs> Four. I really liked your guys' prediction of a Gen 8 Pokemon rep. If it came out close to or after the release, I think it makes a lot of sense. Bonus question, what's worse, Minecraft Steve or Heihachi? <laughs> that's that's a tough one. <laughs> Gonna have to go with Heihachi because there's a history there. We have a blood feud. <laughs> I'd, I'd say Steve. Okay. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, side notes, I would love Smashing Theory to stay Nintendo related and be a Nintendo predicting podcast. Hmm. Also, completely contradicting my last comment, I'd also really love if you guys did an episode making Jump Force character predictions. <laughs> Fingers crossed for All Might, Bakugo, and Todoroki. Okay. Thanks, Anthony S. Uh, thanks, Anthony. Uh, yeah, those are some good predictions. Mm -hmm. Actually, you yours kind of lined up with mine a surprising amount. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, team, team Dragon Quest, Team Steve. <laughs> also, I do think that, like, you know... If we were to focus on any one particular, like, studio or console, Nintendo is definitely, like, the wiliest when it comes to, like, predicting things. I yeah. I feel as though they're the most likely to make me go, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, good good, uh, good choice of focus. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think this would be a good point to bring up that um, 
that a smashing theory is sticking around. Yes. We did a poll uh, with our patrons uh, pretty recently um, to decide what the future of this would be. The options were to were to continue Smashing Theory as a bi-weekly podcast, but focus on Smash Bros. To keep a Smashing Theory a bi-weekly podcast, but focus on the theories. To make a new podcast where we did a video game alphabet thing. And to make a new podcast where we made up fighting game ideas. Right. Uh, the winner was a Smashing Theory with the emphasis on theory. So we uh, we will stick around every other Yay. week yeah that's uh, the result i was hoping for <laughs> same same and we'll be making predictions about stuff about video games and uh and a primary focus will generally be on nintendo because yeah. because in particular i think nintendo always has the most interesting things to make predictions about yeah and besides you know this podcast thing called my podcast <laughs> this podcast <laughs> Besides, this podcast ain't called <laughs> cast. Besides, this podcast ain't called. I'm so sorry. Uh. After all, this podcast ain't called PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale Theory. <laughs> uh, God, that'd be a short podcast. Yeah, yeah, it would. That <laughs> poor game. And the game. Uh, you know, there's no more DLC. Uh, this podcast is over. Um, I think it's, one it's last. Not. Our podcast is going because we, <laughs> we, we backed the right horse. We stuck with Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, another another thing worth noting for Anthony S's thing is that uh, Edelgard, the Three Houses character we mentioned, uses an axe. Yeah, I believe she uses an axe. Yeah. Um. So that that would she would she would have a unique move set for sure. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. Atlas Fathom on Twitter says. My DLC predictions. Banjo-Kazooie, Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden slash Dead or Alive, Erdrick from Dragon Quest, and the feline from Monster Hunter, because I feel one of the feline cats would be a better slash cuter fit for Smash's aesthetic than Monster Hunter himself. I do like that. That's good. Also, apparently there's a leak that claims the DLC reps are Steve, Ryu Hayabusa, Doomguide, and Erdrick. Erdrick and Ryu are cool choices, and Steve is okay, but I think Doomguy is a stupid choice. I know Bethesda is working with Nintendo, and Doom is on Switch, but Doom Guy is just a nameless generic marine. He's called Doom Guy. <laughs> Bill Riser or even Master Chief, as odd as it would be, are a much better choice if they did want a gunner slash marine. I guess you could say my dislike of Doom Guy is similar to Sean's hate for Heihachi. <laughs> Smiley face. LOL. We're brothers in arms. <laughs> Comrades in cahoots. Haters of Heihachi. Personally, though, I feel the leak is fake, as there's no way anyone that would leak this would actually know all four remaining characters at this point. <laughs> Thank you, Atlas Fathom. I believe we are in the same boat. Yes. And yeah, those are those are cool predictions. Yeah. Um, I like the feline thing. Yes, me too. Um, even though I'm predicting Monster Hunter, I, I would really love feline to be in the game. Yeah, that'd be great. Alex sends us an email that says, Hey! Here's an image I made right after the Joker reveal with my predictions for the upcoming DLC fighters. Definitely more than four fighters here, but I'm willing to bet at least two of these end up being right. And then he attaches a picture with uh, the following characters on it. Mm -hmm. Banjo-Kazooie. Okay. 
I want to say it's the Doom Marine, the Doom, mm. the Doom Slayer. Okay. Tell me if I'm wrong, Alex. Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> the Dovahkiin from Skyrim. <laughs> uh huh. The Monster Hunter from Monster Hunter. Yeah. Uh, he put the female one here specifically. That's cool. Nice. And Steve from Minecraft. Uh, then. <laughs> Then he has some notes attached to these characters. He has a picture of Gino mm-hmm. uh, that says, separate from Fighter's Pass, think Piranha Plant. Ah, interesting. Uh, a picture of Tracer that says, announced along with an Overwatch port, think Isabel Reveal. Huh. Hey. Hey. Hey, Alex. And then Spyro, Crash, and Rayman with one of these three, maybe? <laughs> And then just in the lower right hand corner, it's just Waluigi like poking his head out with like three giant question marks. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, good good picture. Yes. Hopefully, I, I painted that well enough. Right. Um, and uh, and yeah, some some interesting predictions here. Yeah. I think out of these, the coolest one that we didn't talk about is Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, I have even though I love Mortal Kombat. There are similar reservations there for me uh, as, like, with Doom Guy because of the right. gore thing. Yeah. But, you know, Ed Boon has shown that he'll make his characters T-rated for profit before. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's that. There's precedent. Man, his moveset for Smash could be really cool. Yeah. And, like, it is it is very interesting that Mortal Kombat 11 is coming to the Switch. Mm, true. Yeah. True, true, true. So, yeah, thank you, Alex. Good, good picks. His <laughs> His final smash is like he just rips his mask off and burns Isabel to a skeleton. (laughs) (laughs) And then then the match is just over. Yeah, of course. It sounds really balanced. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Alex. Yep, thanks. Here's an email from Jables. Good name, Jables. Jables says, Hey guys, since Joker set the precedent for impossible third-party dream characters... I'm sticking to my guns and saying either Dragonborn or Vault Boy will be one of the four DLC characters. Wow. Dragonborn's stage would be High Hrothgar <laughs> and the Capital Wasteland for Vault Boy. Okay. Also, about Joker's moveset, one thing I'm predicting is his neutral B will be similar to Shulk's, where you can pick certain personas, hmm. Arsene obviously being one of them, and having all of the other specials dependent on which persona you choose. Probably too complicated. However, Sakurai is, in fact, insane. Wow, you guys had a similar idea there. Well, I I really leaned in on Arsene specifically. No, you, you did, but yeah. you know, there are parallels mm-hmm. that can be drawn. Fair. Jables continues, Love that I can still listen to you two even after Ultimate's release. Have a good one. Best, Jables. Well, Jables, you're about to listen to us a whole lot more after Ultimate's released because of Patreon polls. <laughs> and also because we like doing this. That too. Um, Only because of Patreon polls. If it were up to me, I would have left a long time ago. He ain't going to be doing the podcast by himself and he'd have a Sean-shaped sock puppet. <laughs> so... <laughs> So what what uh what do you think uh will happen uh regarding uh Smash DLC, Sean? Oh hey Hashi sucks <laughs> RPM Triangle You know what? I was waiting to hear what your impression of me would sound like and I'm not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
I'm I'm just sad that this is an audio based medium and they didn't get to see me like flapping my hand. No, 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 that yeah. was good. Yeah, and you know, of course, if it were reversed, it'd be like, so Daniel, what are you uh, what are you thinking about uh, Smash? You think Smash is pretty good? Uh, I got second place. I got second place when I predicted Duck Hunt Dog. I got second place. First of all, I haven't brought that up once in this episode thus far. Wow. But also... Second of all, I got second place. <laughs> Second of all, that's the place that I got. Interesting that you mentioned Duck Hunt Dog and my predicting of him. Here is a tweet from at RJ Programming. RJ Programming says, Hey, Daniel, you talk about how you guessed Duck Hunt for Smash 4 almost every episode. (laughs) No, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Only I get to make fun of Daniel for that. (laughs) Sean's a very good and protective friend. RJ Programming says, What would you say your closest Duck Hunt prediction was for ultimate oh that's interesting yeah uh so here's the thing uh rj my predictions have kind of sucked for ultimate (laughs) our track record has not been great so far Uh i'm hoping that the dlc predictions is where we turn this shit around sure but like the one brand new character i've predicted for smash ultimate so far is ridley (laughs) and like you know i think I think now, in 2019, Ridley feels like kind of an obvious pick. Right, hardly a duck hunt tier. Yeah, although I will say in my defense that I think a lot of people have kind of dismissed Ridley, like, leading up to Smash Ultimate, because everyone's been predicting Ridley for the past three (laughs) games and getting it wrong. Yeah. But obviously, in any case, he's not duck hunt level for sure. Honestly, I I think my best and most specific Ultimate prediction was that Shovel Knight would be an assist trophy. That was good. I also think that if we could kind of, uh, you know, broaden the kinds of predictions we're considering, I think that you kind of, like, making that assist trophy prediction and essentially just nailing what spirits were was also, you know, pretty quality prediction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I did kind of do that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, pretty much in everything except, you know, name, you almost got that right. So that's impressive. That's Yeah, that's a good point. Right, like, I thought that Spirit's mode itself was something else. Right. But then I predicted that something would be in the game, and the functionality was essentially what Spirit's ended up Yeah, in. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll take that. I am I'm pretty proud of the Shovel Knight thing, though, because a lot of people were saying that either <laughs> Shovel Knight would be playable, uh-huh. or that he wouldn't be in the game at all because Nintendo would not let him near, right. like, that game in a 10-foot radius because <laughs> he's so indie. Uh, and I said, he will be in the game, he will be an assist trophy. And you got uh, it. Yeah, and and that's what happened. But in terms of playable characters, I have not had my Duck Hunt moment yet. Right. However, if we get Wreck-It Ralph, <laughs> then I will have my Duck Hunt moment, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> right. Uh, my, my, per- my percentage will still be just real bad uh, if we look at our predictions over, like, you know, the past eight months or whatever but you know that just means that when the next smash game gets announced we'll have to try all over again oh yeah a smashing theory 2 smash 6 yeah it will be ready oh yes yeah you know how like every uh you know how every other star trek movie is really good uh-huh uh, right, right, but, right. but like you know like 
all the even numbered ones are good, but all the odd numbered ones are bad. Right. That's that that's me with smash predictions. I see. <laughs> my my even numbered smash predictions uh-huh. will be really good. My odd number ones are bad, okay. so Smash Ultimate and hasn't worked out so far. Uh so for Smash Six you'll just be like Wario's farts are gonna be his own character, and that'll be true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Farts join the battle. <laughs> just like going all over the place. <laughs> like, like the trailer is just like Wario like in a fight, and then he farts, and then the and then like he's like cackling, but then the farts like still on the screen. And he looks over like, and then like the fart like starts moving erratically and like engulfing Wario and he, murdering him. He farts and he cackles. He goes like, and then you just hear, it was his fart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, RJ programming. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for sending us down that tangent. <laughs> yeah, they thank you so much for that question. Yes. It's always really funny to me when like our fans keep track of the shit we say more than you or I do. You right. know, yeah. like it's like <laughs> it's like I I don't I don't like have down in a notebook like be sure to mention Duck Hunt Dog in this episode. <laughs> right. But apparently I do it a lot. Sure. <laughs> so thanks for noticing, RJ Programming. Yeah, that is all of our listener mail for this episode. Thank yes. you everyone who sent stuff in. And, uh, yeah, uh, good good shit. Good DLC predictions. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you didn't get to squeeze into this episode... You know, we'll we'll be we'll be thinking about DLC for a while, so feel free to send in DLC predictions even if they're a little late. Yeah, I'm absolutely. fine with that. Yeah, send them on in. We just like to read stuff. Yeah. You can do that by tweeting us at a smashing theory or sending mail to a smashing theory at gmail.com. Yes. If you enjoy this podcast and want to catch more Daniel and Sean content, mm-hmm. uh, we have another podcast called Play This where we recommend video games to each other and have discussions about them. Yes. Play This and A Smashing Theory are part of a network of podcasts that we and our friends do called Beep Boop Group. Yeah. Uh, if you like us and want to support us in any way, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash beep boop group. You can get all sorts of goodies like an exclusive podcast. Access to our Discord. And deleted scenes and outtakes, some of which are really, really funny. Yes. Uh if that if any of that sounds good, uh check us out, patreon.com slash beep boop group. Yeah. Uh rewards start at a dollar. And if if you want to support us, that'd be really, really great and warm our hearts. Yeah. For the uh, cost of a pack of Q tips, you can uh help us buy some packs of Q tips. <laughs> <laughs> We're so poor. Ah. Next time on a smashing theory. So here's something interesting. I was pretty certain that We'd get a Nintendo Direct this month. I was kind of worried that we'd get a Nintendo Direct this week. Right, like before this podcast. Yeah, or like or like the day the podcast would go up, basically. Right. Nintendo very recently just dunked some news on us really unceremoniously. Right. Like, they gave the release date for Yoshi's Crafted World. Uh-huh. And, you know, talked about their NES games. They announced... <laughs> They announced Dragon's Dogma Dark Origin for the Switch, right. which feels like a a direct kind of announcement. Yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering if like the January direct fell through, mm-hmm. or if we're getting a late January or early February direct instead, and they're just dunking some of the less interesting stuff out now. 
Right. Um, to make a long story short, if there is a Nintendo Direct in within the next two weeks, our next episode will be a Nintendo Direct episode in some capacity. Actually, I, I think just like... I have enough faith that we'll get a Nintendo Direct within the next month. Uh-huh. That, uh, that, yeah, our next episode will be the Q1 2019 Nintendo Direct prediction episode. Okay. And then we'll follow up with reactions if there ends up being anything to react to. Right. Yeah, Nintendo's going to have to give us a Direct to tell us what games are coming out in spring. Mm-hmm. I, they don't have to, but it's what they do generally. Sure. And generally, like, the closest they'll announce the game is two months in advance. Okay. So I feel like, I feel like basically you don't really have much for us in March besides Yoshi's Crafted World, but we will get an April game or two, so I think February is the latest we'll get a Direct. Okay. So basically, yeah, in a couple weeks we will do a Q1 2019 Nintendo Direct prediction episode. Sounds good. Uh, so if you have predictions for what that Direct could entail, tweet us at a Smashing Theory. Mail us at a smashing theory at gmail.com, and we will feature our favorites on the episode. But thanks so much for listening. We will catch you in a couple weeks. And in the meantime, I hope that you have a smashing time. Oh, brilliant. Oh. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, <laughs> Ronald. Uh, thanks, smashing tea man. I've actually been Horace Slughorn this whole time. Oh, <laughs> uh, I forgot my paper. About Here's some poison. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no, I, I, I'm dying, mate. Happy Christmas. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
if you want to be specially thanked. And why wouldn't you after this? Incredible we do, display. We do this for all of our $20 or more backers on patreon.com slash beep group. So, Become a supporter today and maybe we'll say inappropriate uh, sexual things yes. about you. Back us at the $20 here and we'll mortify you <laughs> in public. Thanks to our patrons. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>